on. I'm going to put this right here so I won't get my stuff messed up. It's an honor to be here tonight teaching. Uh, <clears throat> it's always an honor to speak to the body of Christ, to share. Tonight we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking about hearing. And, you know, we have these little things on the sides of our head, your ears. We were meant to hear, both physically and spiritually. We were meant to hear. And God wants us to hear the Spirit, the Holy Spirit within us. So we have spiritual ears to hear him. And in November, I was talking to the Lord about the keys to the kingdom and just exactly what they were. I know that means that we have authority. I know that, you know, it says keys. I know that we can bind and loose, and we do a lot of that with about demonic things. We bind and loose, all those things. But the keys to the kingdom, when I was asking God about it, he told me, you, you have the keys to the kingdom, but you don't know where the locks are. And it just startled me because I had never thought of an individual key opening an individual lock And so I began to ask him to show me the locks. And in the month of November sometime, Pastor preached on hearing or used the scriptures there in Mark 4, verses 24. Well, it started in verse 20. But he used 24 and 25. But we're going to start in verse 20. Uh, It says that these things, but these These are the ones sown on good ground. Now, these are the seeds that were sown in good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. When the word is heard and accepted, in other words, there is an intent that you have to consider it and obey it, then it's going to bring forth something. Something's required of you to let it come forth, to let it bear fruit in your life, to make that change that you need made. That's what will happen. A seed, when it goes into the ground, the flesh of that seed begins to deteriorate. But the potential of that seed is great. It isn't going to come out of the ground like one seed. It's going to come out of the ground, you know, with great many seeds. It's not going to come out just one seed on a little stick. It is. It has potential in it. And that's the type of thing that this is. But each one of us is so wonderfully made that God made me different from you. The potential that I have is different from yours. So this is a very personal thing about hearing because when we unlock the Scripture for us, what's in that Scripture is so personal. It will go into you and heal you. 
It will heal a section of your life that you didn't know, you didn't have an answer for. And that's what we need to be looking for are these hidden diamonds for our lives. Now, you can get a little bit of hearing from hearing the word preached, from hearing others' testimonies, others' revelations. But when you go and you mine the word of God for yourself, then that, that potential is greater for it benefiting your life. So as you, as, as you accept it and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. And over here, let's go to verse 22 of that same scripture, that same passage. It says, For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to the light. So God's not keeping all these things hidden. He loves to hide things, so we'll seek them. See, he wants us seeking him, seeking the knowledge, seeking the revelation, asking, knocking, and seeking. He wants us asking him for the answers. Many of us stay in a state where we're, we're uh, perpetually uh, bored. We're perpetually uh, angry or we're, uh, maybe we're depressed. And we, we come out of it a little bit because we heard good, encouraging words. We come out of it a little bit, and then we go right back into it because we've not gone to the locksmith. We've not gone to the hidden manna, the hidden thing that will heal us. And so as we go into the word for ourselves, for, for that hidden thing, God will answer us. There's nothing better. I mean, there is nothing you can do that's more exciting than going, asking God Almighty, asking the Spirit to show you something, and he shows you. That is, and what that is, is relationship. He's wanting you to know he's there to answer you. He's there to help you. He's there to open it up to you and reveal the innermost meaning of things to you. Let's go into verse, uh, it says, Now if anyone has ears, spiritual ears, let him hear. Then he said, this is the scripture that the pastor preached on. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. So when you start hearing, and you start seeking, then it just begins to, it's like a sweater. You're pulling on a thread. Have you ever done that? And, and the next thing you know, something else is unraveling and unraveling, and it's getting big, and you're beginning to understand. It's beginning to change your life, and it's beginning to change the sweater. Things don't look the way they used to. Do you see what I'm saying? God wants us in this with him. And, and he says here, he said, uh, for whoever has to to him more will be given but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him so there's something about seeking this hidden manna this hidden treasure that does something to us that allows him and moves him to give us more and it's it's our obedience to what we heard the first time 
when we're obedient with everything we have. All I recall a couple of years ago now, uh, I was home, Janice was living with me, and I went to my bedroom and I went blind. Now, I know that the few days before that, God had been telling me very specific, two specific personal things for me to get rid of and just find others. Now, I thought it was frivolous. I thought, what does he, you know, what does that matter? What does that matter at all for me to have these things like they are? I just argued with him, and I was ugly. And finally, I just said, all right already. I'll do it. That night's when I went blind. And had I not heard his instruction and left that gap in my obedience, when I went blind... Would I have had the faith? Would the enemy have taken that advantage of that space and accused me that I was an obedient, disobedient person? But I, but I, I knew. I said to God, I said, "This isn't what you promised me." And inside me, in my spirit, rose up confidence and faith to speak to that mountain of black. And when I did, it began to melt off my eye. But the next day, I had another mountain to face because my carotid artery was closed 99%. And we had to go into an emergency situation, but my confidence was still there. Because there was no gap in my obedience to what I knew God had told me. So we need to follow up hearing. When we get the revelation, we need to hear it and obey what it says. And what's going to hurt when you obey Because the spirit and the flesh are at odds with each other. It's going to hurt your flesh to get obedient. You don't want to do it. You're going to argue maybe. You're going to do certain things. But God expects that. He knows that the flesh and the spirit are opposed to one another. And um, we're going to go to, right now, we're going to go to Hebrews 5.8. Hebrews 5.8 says... Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Now, Jesus knew that he understood. That's what learned means. He understood that when he was obedient, his flesh was going to suffer. But he didn't sin, and he always obeyed. And his flesh screamed at him in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, Don't do it. Don't do it. He said, Not my will. But yours, Lord. And we need to begin to see that, that there's something so wonderful in that, that he, he wants us, when we're asking, he wants us passionately intending to consider and obey and get in a rhythm of obeying. Get, into, get in a rhythm of seeking and unlocking. Because as we do that, we begin to move into a relationship like never before have we had. I'm talking about hearing on a level like let's get down to what, why would we want to hear. The word says in, uh, let's turn to, let's see. It's uh, Isaiah 6.10. 
In Isaiah 6.10, make the heart of this people dull. Now, this is God talking. And their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. The end result of hearing, seeing, is healing. I need healing. In my mind, my will, my emotion, I need healing. And I need healing in my flesh sometimes. But if we hear and we see, the result is going to be healing. And and God was closing that off to some people. He said, let them be dull of hearing because... They don't deserve, they're, they're not acting right, so we, if they hear and they see, they'll be healed. In other words, they were not in fellowship with him. We're in fellowship with him. We need to walk in health. And if we're continually getting sickness, if we're continually accepting colds, if, if we need to understand that it comes with a thought. It's presented to our minds. But let's talk about the mind just a minute. I didn't know the devil talked to my mind. I didn't know that I, my flesh talked to my mind, and I didn't know the spirit talked to my mind. And I went off to Bible college, and the Lord was, lots of teachers were teaching on grace. It was just wonderful. I sat in class and cried every day. I cried all day long. People brought tissues for me, boxes of tissues for me. And I, they couldn't figure it out why I was crying all the time. Well, I'd go home and ask God, why can't I hear grace? I can't hear it. And finally, he told me, he said, it's because of the unchallenged chatter in your mind. Well, I thought, I'm real busy during the week, but on Saturday, I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to listen. I want, well, I heard some chatter. So if you're not quiet ever, you're missing something. If you don't ever get quiet, you don't have a clue what's going on up there. In my class I teach here, one of, the, one of the people that attends the class came back one Sunday and she said, I did my homework. And I couldn't remember giving any homework, but she, she said, I did my homework. And, and so she, uh, she said, yeah, even though I'm working 12-hour shifts, she said, I got alone and got quiet. And I don't know how long she stayed quiet, but she, got, she heard the devil talking to her. She heard her flesh talking. And she heard the Spirit talking. Well, when I started casting down imaginations, I'd I'd say, wow, did I just think that? Yeah, well, I'd I'd look at it like this, you know, pull it out and really look at it and think, that didn't line up with the Word, so I got rid of that. And then my flesh would say, oh, but you really need to do so-and-so. Well, it was opposite to my spirit. So I would cast that down. I'd tell it, no, I'm going to walk, I'm going to do what the Lord told me. And my Lord then told me, he says, your mind is like a jar of very sour pickles, a tightly packed jar. And he said, you know how it is with tight packed pickles, the first one's kind of hard to get out. He told me that the first one's going to be hard to get out, that thought. But once you do, it loosens up the others. And I replaced it with things of the Spirit. So as it began to loosen up and I began to do this, see, I, I'll, uh, and all of a sudden, I got to hear grace. I began to hear grace was able to get in. 
See, I was dull of hearing because of all the unchallenged chatter. And we need to be challenging our mind, our will, and our emotions. We need to say, is that lining up with the Word of God? I mean, we just flow with our emotions like it was wonderful, and they need to be renewed according to the Word of God. Our mind, the way we think, we've got filters in our mind that are not godly. And we need to change that and and adjust to the Word of God. Well, we get to do that when we hear. We go and he tells us, you need to change something. Well, let's change it. Let's begin to be obedient to the slightest thing. Uh, these, These locks is our avenue to revelation for our lives. Let's turn to uh, let's turn to Matthew sixteen seventeen through nineteen. Now this is how important revelation is. It says, "Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven." And I also say to you that you, Peter, you are you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. Now, it wasn't on Peter that the church was going to be built. It was the revelation knowledge that Peter had. That was, that's where the church was going to be built. On the, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed. Okay. Like I told you, we've used binding and loosing. On the enemy, on the devil, to bind up his works and stuff. Well, what if we bind up the things that are here and we lose revelation here? What if we start binding up and casting down these thoughts, just gather them up like a bunch of, a bundle of junk and throw them away? How mama did it, how daddy did it, whatever that's in opposition our family wants us to do, let's just bind that up and throw it away. Let's begin to bind and loose those things that are, and loose the things to us that are going to heal us. We need to be loosed so we can heal. Individually, we are so, we can be so impactive in the body of Christ if individually each one of us begins to unlock the things of the Spirit and begins to walk by the Spirit. You know what? That puts us immediately in unity. It isn't following after one teaching. It's following after the Spirit of God with all your heart. Binding and loosing and walking by the Spirit, what He opens to you, getting healed. That's walking by the Spirit. It puts us in unity as we do that. We're wanting unity in this body. Well, we are going to have to get ourselves walking by the Spirit, listening for the revelation individually. That morsel that's going to heal you and has ramifications forever. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 29.29. This is a powerful scripture. didn't know it was there until I was studying. And I'm so glad I found it. I've underlined it. I have it in yellow. I I knew it one time what it was because I colored it in. But someone was teaching on it probably. 29.29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us 
and to our children forever that we may do all the word of the law. Now that is far-reaching. So it's so important to us and the generations that we get this secret, the secret things from God. It's so important that we do this. I was visiting a friend in September, and we were out uh, sightseeing a little, and there's this in Kalamazoo, it's the Kalamazoo River, River, and it took a bend at this place overview where we were standing. It just came in a bend, a slowed down to turn, make that turn. And there were insects flying and everything, and up out of that water came a fish and grabbed one of those insects and went down in the water. And from that, it was just ripple after ripple after ripple after ripple. It just kept going and kept going and kept going. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, he said, when you reach and grab one of my morsels, it has effects on everything around you. A ripple effect. We need to be effectually helping one another. We're not going to have to worry about being offended because it's so exciting. We're not, we're not offended or we're not in competition with anybody because we have our own secret locks. We have our own secrets from God to open up. For us, they're individually designed like a designer ring, you know. It's got just the right size jewels on it, and it's just right for me. It fits me. No adjustments needed. It's, it's designed for me. We're beautifully and wonderfully designed by God as individuals, and we need to have this individuality before our God. Not hinging on what Sarah Lou does or Sally Sue or or Jimbo. It doesn't matter what they do. It's my relationship with God. It just doesn't matter. I mean, we're not in competition. We have our own standard to meet in God. We have our own crop to produce out of what we hear. And we're, we're good farmers. We're good ground. And we're going to let the seed go into us. Our pastor... He, we can. What are we expecting when we walk in here? We need. Uh, uh, we need to expect uh, the next word to jar us to go go look at our locks and, and have God give us a revelation about it. Now, in Mark four twenty five, it says, "Take heed what you hear." I didn't do that so well. Let me go back to that. It says, "Take heed what you hear with the same measure you use." It will be measured back to you, and more will be, and uh, it will be measured back to you, and to you who hear, more will be given. Now you can go after God and this secret stuff with a teaspoon, or you can go after with a truck, or a, a train. But it says whatever measure you use, because when you get excited and you realize there's really gold in there, and there's really diamonds, you kind of get a little bit bigger shovel. Because it's so good what you did with a teaspoon. And, and so God just, he makes your mouth water for more. And so you go into this revelation with a truck the next time. And you come out of there and it's so good you can't hardly stand it. And now, oh no, i got to produce something. Do you see what I'm saying? This has to go in me and my life and produce something. For the kingdom of God we're producing it. 
It's not just for selfishness. It's for the kingdom of God. It affects everything around us when we hear individual revelations. This is an individual revelation I'm speaking out of. It was an individual revelation that I had about my eye. I had finally obeyed, and I'm sure God went, she finally heard me. And and she's not going to have to die tonight because I was scheduled to die. I was having a stroke. I saw my own stroke happen. I stopped it. It, uh, The doctors didn't know what was going on. And the, the, I, you know, my brain was only getting 50% of oxygen, 50% blood for no telling how long. But I was still going and blowing, you know. There was no symptoms, nothing. But if I had listened the, at first and not argued with God, see, things happen. But we've got to understand we've got an enemy that's trying to kill us. And he'll use sickness to kill us. And so we've got to, we've got to do something with these thought, the thought life we've got. We've got to get all the trash out of there. And, we, we, you know, we've been tuned by the world system. How many, t- how many days a week do you turn off all your technology? Zero. I know. Zero. We have stuff plugged in. We're, we're busy with this. We're busy with watching TV. We're busy with listening to music. Anything. And we're masking the sounds that we hear between our ears. We're masking things. And we're not picking up that, that simple truth. We need to shut it off. We need to deliberately say, Lord, I'm going to give you this five minutes. And make a date with him and turn it off. And just sit. And not sit and pat your foot like, I can't wait for this to be over. I'm talking about with humility and honor and expecting the Spirit of God to speak to you because you will have deliberately chosen to listen. He will talk to you. We keep ourselves too busy all the time. If I get too busy, I begin to don't, I don't feel so good. So if, if you can offload just this extra busyness that you got going on, because all of us do, and allow yourself to have a ten, have a one day, one afternoon, two hour time you will hear things that you absolutely won't be able to keep your mouth shut. You'll want to share. It'll be so glorious what God tells you about you. He'll tell you he loves you. In this time I went to college, I began to just give him Saturday mornings, and it grew to Saturday mid-afternoon. But at 7 o'clock, I'd get up very quietly, put on my makeup, put on my makeup, my eyebrows and stuff. And then I'd get real quiet, fix some coffee, and sit in my robe. And I'd just wait for a bit and let the, talk to the Lord. And then he'd talk back to me. And I'd talk to him some more, and he'd talk back to me. And we, I got so feeling so close. It was like I was sitting with someone's arm around me, and I was in his armpit. And when he would turn his head, I would know it. 
See, he wants to guide us with his eyes. He wants to, be, he wants to give us how he, his view of things, his view of who we are, his view of what our life is, his view of what his, our potential. He wants to give us his. But we've been, we've been so into the world system that we, we haven't gotten. Now, I don't want to speak condemnation, but I just want to tell you, man, there's, a, there's another level out there we need to be walking in. There's another level of listening that we need to hear, and we need to do it because the Lord is for us and not against us. He is, he's, he is, he in five, Galatians 5.17, the Lord wants us to, uh, 5.17 says, for the spirit less against the the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to each other. So, like I said, you're going to have some uh, suffering. When you start walking by the spirit, it isn't going to feel real good. Your boo-boo lips going to hang out slightly. I had uh, the Lord instructed me to go to the hospital recently, and I didn't want to go. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, but I went anyway. My boo-boo lip was hanging out, but I went anyway, and I was incredibly blessed but the lord wants us getting past our booby lips he just wants us obeying and uh, shame on me huh just got a booby lip there but i'm just trying to be honest with you about this that the lord wants us being uh transparent with him he wants us hearing him, and being transparent means there's nothing between you. There's no hidden areas. You're just real, and that's how I want to be in my class when I teach is just real because it's the real things that touch people's lives. It's not this, uh, I can talk religious all day long. I can quote scriptures all day long. I can, uh, I have these little phrases I can use like glory to God and and God, and the, the way you say things, you know, how you, how you can get loud and you can, I mean, I, I'm around some people that I just want to go like this, like, wait a minute, who unplugged it? We needed to unplug that, you know, and just uh, talking about demons all the time and, and everything. I just want to go, wait a minute, you know, that's not God. He doesn't talk about demons all the time. Sometimes he's quiet. Holy Spirit's very soft-spoken. He's a gentleman. He said, any door I'm supposed to walk through, he'll open. So if I find myself shoving to do something, get, pushing the door, trying to make it happen, I quit. Cause he, I know it's not the Spirit of God because I'm trying to do it. We have a, we have, I think we have a, a serious problem with complacency in the body of Christ. Complacency, what do you think it means? What do you, I, I'm surprised at what the dictionary said. I, I know it's true, but I never looked at it. It means self-satisfaction, smugness. Who would have thought? I didn't think that. Couch potato, yes. Self-satisfied, no. 
But it means that you're satisfied with the status quo, with just how things are. And so that, doesn't that sound kind of lukewarm, maybe? You, every, it's just like it is. You don't, you don't push yourself to hear. Because you don't want to do, because that might have, you might have to get off the couch or be involved. Do you see how we get complacent? We get our little routine. It's kind of robotic. We get our little routine, and it works for us, and we look spiritual, and, we, and it passes inspection. So we don't, we, don't get, we don't get up for it. Well, in Revelations, this is an interesting passage, Revelations 3, starting with verse 14. It talks about the lukewarm church, and it'll, it reminds me of not any of y'all, but it reminds me of the church today. And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of, of the creation of God. I know your works, that you're neither hot nor cold. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and, be, and, and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you're, do you not know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve. That you may see. We've got to have a different look at things. So in order for us to get the right salve for our eyes, it needs to come from the throne of God. We want to see what he sees and hear what he hears. We want to heal ourselves with, with what we don't want to be this. We don't want to be complacent, self-satisfied. That fits right in here. They were self-satisfied. They they just were unimpressed with things anymore. They just came and filled their slots, you know. And Hope will tell you that I am OCD about my third row back. She says, I want that third row back. So Karen and I have changed places. She used to be third row back over here, so I've changed across the aisle, and we rotated that. We fixed it now. I get my third row back. You see? We have our druthers. Our flesh has its druthers. We'd rather do something else. We have our preferences, thank you very much. How we want to eat this and how we want to eat that and how we want our potatoes fried and how, I mean, can you imagine going to somebody's house that you don't know and just eating anything they serve like God told them to? Jesus told them to do that. Can you imagine saying, no, I, I prefer it to, I prefer, I'm vegan. I'm vegan. If they serve some meat you don't want, I'm vegan. We're we're pretty spoiled brats. It's okay to be vegan. It's okay to be vegetarian. I'm not against that. But we but we you know how we are. We want what we want and that's all there is to it. That we need a healing. 
we need a healing individually. So if you have any of those things going on, just begin to ask God. Now, if any of you are having problems, I feel quickened by the Spirit that if any of you are having problems with the chatter in your own minds, maybe you can't get your thoughts still and you're just overloaded with thoughts and you want to talk with me about it, I'll talk with you about it, but I want you to talk with the Lord about it. He can straighten it out. He can straighten it out. I'll be glad to talk with you about it, but we'll show you the scriptures where you need to go. And unlock it. These keys, you were like these keys. Isn't it interesting that we, we can find locks? That certain keys fit certain locks? You know, when you give kids keys, they chew on them and slobber on them and they throw them around the house. Haven't you ever given kids a ring of keys? That's kind of what we've done with these. We've just sort of had these keys and, and just sort of misplaced them and laid them around and played with them. But the keys are designed to fit certain locks that need to be opened for our good individually. And we need to use them. And we're going to have to have downtime with the Lord to use them. Well, I'm just done, Pastor. I'm done. I think I'm done. Praise the Lord. I want to pray. I want to pray and close this out. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you, Lord, for these precious people. Lord, these are your children, and and we're your children. And we ask, Lord, that you show us how to be more able to present you with extra, extra growth extra potential that we've just decided we're going to we're going to start going after the potential that you have in us we're going to absolutely declare this in the name of jesus i declare we're going to see fruit come forth 30 60 100 fold in this place and we're going to walk in harmony like we've never walked before because you're cleaning us healing us and causing us to see your kingdom in a different from a different perspective lord i thank you lord for doing this at, Christ, at the Ark Fellowship. I thank you, Lord. This is the best place I've ever been. Great pastors, Lord. I ask that you bless them mightily. I thank you for the opportunities that they give people. I thank you for their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.